I haven't even done the episode intro no. yet. No. no. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm just really out of it right now. That's why I'm drinking this V8. I'm just going to slam the rest of it All real right. quick. Uh, chug, because chug, chug. it ain't going well for me right now. Chug, I actually shouldn't chug. Uh, chug, 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 chug. <laughs> um, slowly, uh, um, <laughs> slowly chug. <laughs> so drink or so drink. drink. Exactly. Is the word you're looking Just for. Just drink, Brian. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, it's the Vampire Diaries fancast. It's only ten years too late. Hey guys, we're back. It's episode twenty-four. It's a Tuesday now. Look at us here on a Tuesday on a weekday. Uh, things are different now. Look at us. Things go. are a little different now, you guys. Well, maybe things are different, but maybe we are also yeah. different. Maybe we're new now that we're on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, do we want to like bring in a little bit of different energy on Tuesdays or the same stupid no. chaotic energy? <laughs> I don't think we can bring a different energy than stupid and chaotic if we right. tried. I'm going to be very real right, with you. Cool. I think this is the extent of our energy. Yeah, sorry, guys. If you wanted to, like, have, like, a different experience on Tuesdays, that's not happening. No. Ever. It's the same experience, just on exactly. a Tuesday now. But you know what? And it's our, uh... Mm-hmm. Maybe. Because, you know, Friday, it's close to the weekend. You're living it up. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like, stupid mm-hmm. chaotic energy thrives. But now we're on a Tuesday, all right? The the weekend just finished a while ago, and you're almost, you're, you're getting close to hump day. Um, While, like, on a Friday, the stupid chaotic energy is like, woo, let's go. Maybe right now it's kind of like, oh, I need something to jumpstart me right now. And this is the exact way to jumpstart my Tuesday. Episode 302, The Hybrid. Again, another The episode. We're back at it, folks. It's like we never left. It's still here. (laughs) The. And, like, I get it, you know? Because there's only one hybrid. But also... Klaus. He's the hybrid. But but also... You guys can do better. No. You could have done better. You could have done better. Also, we are in the middle of, like, the first the first three episodes of season three have the titles. Oh. Uh, and so, you know, we're only, we're only halfway there, folks. Only halfway uh. through. Uh, so the Netflix description for this episode is, Damon and Alaric reluctantly go along with Elena's new strategy to find Stefan, leading Damon into a dangerous fight with an unexpected enemy. Pretty good. But, like, also, much more Damon-centric than the episode actually was. Yeah, this yeah. episode was not Damon-centric at all. You're right. Yeah. It was, like, he came in, like, in the later half. And also, like, he didn't willingly do anything. Yeah. He was a stick in the mud the whole That's time. That's, like, per usual with Damon. As per usual with with. With Damon There's a Salvatore. lot of moments in this episode where it's like, oh, yeah, that's Damon for you. Not expecting anything yeah. less than that. Also, the first five minutes of this episode have Damon talking to Elena and, like, burning down, you know, or burning up some of the, like, tracking notes and everything he's, he got on Stefan. Damon does the thing where I think we can all agree his emotion is cocaine. Mm-hmm. 
his eyes are really yeah. wide for no reason. It yeah. also happened last episode, and I was like, wow, he's really pulling off the lizard look, huh? <laughs> the lizard look. Oh my God. I- <laughs> it really does look like he is is again, and we will say this until it is revealed that it is true. Is that it looks like he's a lizard man wearing a mask of a human face. <laughs> yeah. That's the look and his eyes, just like there's. <laughs> <laughs> Next legacy monster is actually just Damon Salvatore. I, I would, I um, would, I would be here for it. Honestly, sounds accurate. <laughs> Season three gets real twisty, y'all. Oh, can't wait. So at the Salvatore house, Damon is sort of like taking down, dismantling his Stefan tracking closet. Uh, Elena's like showing up and she's like hey we can't give up on him and damon is doing his weird like eyes extremely open Mm -hmm. bullshit yeah he's like no he's fucking lost just fucking give it up elena uh and but she wouldn't have given up hope if he didn't call exactly so elena's like no 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 not today this is a really like this is an elena Mm -hmm. episode because elena is like I'm going to make shit happen. Fuck you all. We're making story happen today, baby. Welcome to Elena Gilbert's plot train. (laughs) Full speed ahead. We are going. Uh, So she runs immediately over to Alaric's apartment where he's just sort of like passed out next to some whiskey because he's a sad alcoholic now. With many dead girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Truly a, just a harem of dead girlfriends. She uh, is trying to get him to come with her to uh, Tennessee to find Stefan. Uh, and Alaric sort of reveals that Klaus and Stefan have been tracking werewolves, uh, which we sort of found out last episode. Uh, but this is good that now everybody knows. They're yep. just all trying to track some werewolves. And this is what you missed on Glee. Oh, God. Pretty much. the first These first few minutes are just exactly the that's what you missed on Glee. Yeah. Um. There's also a moment in here where Elena just straight up calls Alaric out. She just likes She does. Oh yeah. What did she say again? She's like Oh, I can't even remember now. Does anyone else remember? She has some I don't have it written down. She has some really raw lines this season. Yeah, she Elena really Elena gets real this season, and that's why I love her this season. She just calls people out on her BS. Yep. She's like, uh, She's like, fuck you. You made me deal with a house payment. You owe me now. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, Alaric sort of like begrudgingly agrees to help her out in that. Uh, we cut to the mountains where Ooh. Klaus and Stefan are uh, just walking up to the mountains. Stefan is just carrying Ray's dead body casually on his back. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? You know what? If you had to transport him some way, that's okay. That's like an okay mode of transport for <laughs> for poor dead Ray. I would also say because he's, you know, a vampire, he could super speed, he has super strength. But they're just walking. Nah. Yeah. They're taking the scenic route because it's very pretty smoky mountains. They're like, yeah, sure, we just killed this person. And sure, they're on our back. They're, they're on our back, but we gotta take the scenic route, you guys. But guys, look how pretty nature is. You know, <laughs> like yeah. also like we're like we're like participating in nature a little bit as well by killing him off. So, except we kind of bastardized the circle of life by being vampires, 
but that's right. fine. Right. Yeah, that's but that's okay, yeah. Do all vampires Hey guys, question. Hi. Yeah. We've only seen like city vampires thus far. You know, vampires mm-hmm. in Mystic Falls, in other cities, whatever. We've only seen the city float folk. Mm-hmm. Where's the real like country ass yeehaw vampire? You know? That's a good question. Alabama. Because, <laughs> like, there's gotta be some vampire who is just fucking crazy about birds. And so they've dedicated their entire eternal life to finding and cataloging every type of bird. Like, there has to be some weird bullshit birding vampire out in the fucking wilderness somewhere. But we only see the city yeah. boys. I will say you're correct. Like, especially because I remember last season we met a vampire who was like really smart and just wanted to go to college mm-hmm. their entire life as a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's definitely like very city, like, you know? Yeah. But like, where, where are the, where are the small town or not even small town? Where are the rural folk? Where's my Yeehaw vampires? They got their little... think, do we meet like a country vampire? I don't think we do. Cause like, wow. I know in Buffy there's a country like a cowboy vampire like that hunts the Slayer basically and it's hilarious, but I don't think there is one in Vampire Diaries. It just it I would mean, be so fun because it's such a fun it would be aesthetic and you can also totally hide in plain sight in a much smaller town than Mystic Falls. Like if mm-hmm. your town, if there are twenty three people total in your town that you <laughs> live in, you could have them all under compulsion and just be good to go. That is true. That would be such that a would... cool idea. Them going Black, to like a uh, rural town. <laughs> them going to a rural town and like it being like major major the majority of it being empty, but then just like meeting all these people. You're like, oh, look at these nice humans. Oh, actually, no, they're actually all compelled by this vampire. You know what? Another cool concept could be Hit me if. With it the vampire was doing like a cult like thing also just like vampires could pretty much take over and buy out little small towns and then people would just have Mm -hmm. to like shut up and live with it yeah i i think this kind of happens later on in vampire diaries but not the way that we want it to well i know i know there's a moment where i think it's some vampire who shall not be named seven uh like it also sort of happens with the travelers a little bit. Yeah, and it also kind of happens with um, another character in season four. Yeah, the season four way is what I'm thinking, where, like, she's compelled a bunch oh, of people. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. That'd be fun. But, like, if your town is 23 people total, <laughs> if your town is the size <laughs> of my graduating high school class, uh, mm-hmm. you could just have a whole town, and that could just be your town. <laughs> Y'all where's my yeehaw vampires give me like vampire brokeback mountain like let's yeehaw this shit baby klaus and stefan find a whole ass werewolf pack yeah like a whole commune of werewolves uh klaus also just super roasts stefan's whole like self-loathing act which i really appreciate Mm -hmm. because somebody needed to call him out for how righteous and pretentious he, he was is? getting yeah exactly yeah but isn't that just stefan's personality it is but like i feel like i feel like klaus should have known that getting into 
anything with him, you know? You're now my forever best friend, but I hate your entire deal. <laughs> your entire deal sucks. <laughs> your entire personality sucks, but I guess we're, like, gonna be together forever now. We're besties. <laughs> besties forever. Just Can two you bros. please change your entire deal? Your whole, your whole thing? <laughs> change. <laughs> uh, so... My God! The werewolves all seem to have mysteriously heard of Klaus. Uh, they just sort of uh, scared, sort of little, little shaky. Call him the hybrid. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun! Hey guys, don't you love when they and do the thing it. where they mention the episode title in the episode? Basically, this I feel like this was a lazy move, you know, because prior to this. For the most part, episodes are like, they're trying to be kind of fake deep. You know what I mean? But now they're just like, these are two two words that happen in the episode. And also, this kind of is the center of the episode. So let's make that the focus, shall we? Like, they haven't previously tried any of this, basically. Mm -hmm. They're just like, like a lot of the episode titles in season three. Two besides the ones that just have the are pretty clever, um, but whenever mm-hmm. you add the to an episode title, it's not usually good. There is one, there's one maybe two episodes that I'm like, okay, yeah, these deserve to have the at the beginning. But if it's just the blank, that's not a good episode title. If it's the mm-hmm. blank blank blank, then I'm like, okay, sure, you know, you exactly. got me. But if it's just the birthday, the hybrid, you've lost me. You're lazy. You're just lazy. And- and can I also just say, the both of these episodes, I said it before we, we were recording, were very lackluster. I'm just sensing, like, a lot of laziness from the writers right now. Because not only is, like, the episode, not only is the episode titled The Blank, but also the episode's kind of, like, not there, you know? Yeah. These episodes, both of them, similarly... I don't love them for similar reasons, but let's just keep going and getting into yeah. it. Uh, so Klaus says his, my favorite like villain line that he said thus far, uh, when he's just like, oh, you've heard of me. Fantastic. Klaus, yes. he's just such a fun, flirty villain. You know? He really is. <laughs> yeah. Like I, hate, like, I remember at this point watching it live, I absolutely hated him. Like, hated him, hated him, hated him. But now, like, now that I'm older and have grown, I love him as a villain. <laughs> like, he's a great villain. He, like, has, like, great one-liners. And that's what really makes a good villain, in my opinion. Honestly, yeah. If you yeah. can have a good, snappy one-liner, you're good. Uh, so, at the Lockwood Mansion, Carol <gasps> is extreme early morning drinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she also pours some vervain into the coffee Uh, also I I do have to ask who the fuck serves coffee like that like it's in a separate jug just like leave it in the fucking coffee pot yeah you what are you in the 1900s 1800s I don't know what I mean their house was built in the 1800s probably so (laughs) I guess but Stop being unnecessary. Stop being extra. <laughs> Carol Lockwood? Stop being extra. Very extra. Um, but also, um, at this point, I was like, where is Caroline? I'm about to be a beat a bitch up. 
you know? Oh, and that shall continue. Um, Ooh. So... Tyler takes some coffee, manages to drink it even with the vervain, uh, but he's still he's just like, man, your creamer sucks, mom. You need to like get that shit. Uh, so weird little tidbit there of like a weird little like, hey, this is bad coffee moment. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't like taste it or identify it as vervain, but like, you know, he knows something's up. You know exactly. Uh, and Carol has yeah. a conversation on the phone with somebody named Bill. Hmm. From True Blood? I don't watch True Blood, so I can't get that reference. Yeah, there was a vampire reference. named Bill. There's a vampire named Bill, and he's like the main character. Okay, never you, mind. You've watched a lot of vampire content, huh, Brian? Want a spoiler? Vampires are my favorite mythical creature. <laughs> oh no, I'm entirely not shocked by that information. Hey, if your name <laughs> was either. Bill and you got turned into a vampire... You would change your Just name. Just change right? your name. <laughs> I would one hundred percent. You would change your name. You got all of time to live with this now. You should change your name. Just change your name, Bill. So there's also there's also a part in this scene where Carol straight up calls Caroline a prostitute, and I'm like, I don't Man? appreciate that derogatory women against women attitude. You know, I know. Thankfully, like Tyler is like, hello, you don't, you're not calling Caroline that. And I was like, thank you, Tyler, because I thought we were going to have a problem here. (laughs) Also, it is so confusing when I was trying to write my notes. It is so fucking confusing to have two characters. One is named Carol and one is named Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Try harder. There are other (laughs) white person names available. Karen. (laughs) Name one of them Beth. Problem solved. That works. I would rather um, the mom be named Beth than Carol. It's just like I kept I kept catching myself accidentally typing Caroline instead of Carol and Carol instead of Caroline. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! Yeah, uh, so it's annoying. Fuck that shit. Uh, we go to uh, the Mystic Grill. Uh, where Matt yeah. is sort of like getting ready for work. Jeremy uh, rolls up and he's like, "Hey, I did see Vicky the other night." Do you want to help me hold the seance? I love season one family days. <laughs> Those who do not know the past are doomed to repeat it. The boys are going to hold the <laughs> seance, baby, because that turned out so well for the ladies the first so time. Well. I love Went how. Really well. I love how um, Jeremy's dating Bonnie and can. <laughs> And just like chooses not to involve her in these things when it's clear that Bonnie would be very useful right now. Bonnie's possibly the only person who could solve this problem, like lickety split right now. But instead, he's like, "Hey, Matt, you want to hold a seance, bro?" <laughs> the one time that they're like, "You have Bonnie Bennett flex tape, use it," and and Jeremy's like, "Nah, no, 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 I'm gonna hold a seance." <laughs> like, bro, I mean, whatever, what, what has ever gone wrong during a seance? Historically in the Vampire Diaries, pretty much everything. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie. Seances, very dangerous in the TVDU. Uh, But very fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Can't wait for this one to go haywire. (laughs) I also realized that, like, um, that Jeremy is only seeing uh, supernatural creatures as, like, quote-unquote ghosts. Hmm. Which is interesting. That is interesting. Oh, because Vicky mm. and Anna were both vampires instead of like not seeing his, for example, like his parents or. Yeah, 
Exactly. Yeah, I wonder why he's not seeing his parents. Why. Or like, yeah, I know I there's why. probably a reason behind that. I also, why? I, I know they're Jenna not showing what? up. Yeah, she Ooh, also technically yeah. looked supernatural at the time of her death. Yeah, uh-huh, that so is was true. Jenna. Oh, hmm. it's a very interesting. I don't like what you just did there. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Okay, as long as we both <laughs> don't feel good about it, that's okay. Yeah, even after the, even after that, I was like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if that was the right choice. I don't know if that was uh, the that was move, not, but that's okay. That was not the move. <laughs> uh, so Tyler also meets up with Elena at the at the Mystic Grill, uh, and Tyler, by the hey. way, no werewolf expert. Love that for him. He's yeah. just a good werewolf expert now. Uh, he's talking about how, like, um, some werewolves will gather in places where they don't need to chain themselves up. Instead, you know, high up in the mountains where people aren't, you know, gathering forests, uh, deserts, stuff like that. Uh, which also, by the way, a desert sounds like the worst place in the world to be a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does, honestly. Straight up. All that sand in your fur? The little nitty gritties <sighs> between your paws and your little toe beads? Hate, like, no, as a you. human, as a human, I hate sand, you know? So, the idea of being a werewolf and getting it everywhere? Disgusting. Like, not to, like, be too Anakin Skywalker here, but, like, sand fucking sucks. <gasps> sand does suck. <laughs> and let me just say right now, my piece on beaches, they suck. Alright? <laughs> beaches suck. They're not fun. It's hot. You're sweaty. And sand just gets everywhere. All right? But then imagine a beach, but worse, because you're just in a desert. There's no water. Exactly. Like, why would a wolf want to be there? They got fur. And then when they turn back into a human, who? They're just, like, out in the hot sand. Their dick's just out in the sand. Like, bro. That's just not a move. Not a move. Not the move. Um, but uh, Tyler does manage to give Elena the location of a like pack of wolves that are in Tennessee uh, in the big uh, smoky mountains. Uh, so they're going to Dollywood. They're going to Dollywood, baby. Uh, and uh, it's not going to work out for them because it is the night of a full moon. So like mm-hmm. nothing will go wrong. It's not gonna work. Everything, everything will go wrong. Everything that could go wrong will go wrong. And the fact that it's it's that that fate for them is sealed by the fact that Elena's like, oh, like we'll get out of the woods in time before the full moon happens. And you're just like, okay, Elena, sure. Never in the history of anybody going into the woods has the phrase "I'm sure we'll get out of the woods in time" actually been true. Yeah. There's a whole Never. musical about it. Exactly. You would <laughs> exactly. get out of there with your baby and, you know, the which is the princess's shoe or whatever in time. The cow is white as milk. The ha- Shut the up, Ryan. <laughs> I love that musical. So Same. I like that musical, but that's not the energy I'm about right now. <laughs> so, um... So Elena is dragging Alaric along with it because uh, he basically owes her. Um, and yep. Elena's like, well, you said I could handle this by myself now, so let me fucking handle it, Alaric. Uh, and Alaric says the line of, I meant frozen dinners and SATs, not this. Alaric, you sprung, like, 
house payments on her. Yeah. Go yeah. Not only house payments. Wait, not only house payments, but also having to be in charge of her brother. Also, like, yeah, just like running a household. Just like in general. Uh, Bro. Jeremy's fine. Jeremy's seeing fucking ghosts. He's exactly. not. <laughs> He's not. Literally. <laughs> Literally, he is not okay. He's the opposite of okay. Alright, uh, so. <laughs> fucking hell go back to the mountains i do appreciate that a lot of this episode happens sort of like outside um because mm-hmm. sometimes i think oh, in yeah, TV, it does. everything just happens in a different separate building in mystic falls and that gets boring to me pretty quickly i like a lot mm-hmm. of the greenery we get here it's fun it's fresh it's funky yeah. fresh i think like season three it's more outside more. yeah and I know that's probably because they deal more with werewolves and stuff, but I just like it. It's like, yeah, give me a little greenery yeah. here. Make everybody's skin look a little bit nicer. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to the mountains uh, where Klaus is basically trying to get, trying to make a hybrid army, basically. Uh, Ray mm-hmm. wakes up starting his vampire transition uh, and there is apparently like a boyfriend of one of the wolves who is there and is human. Uh, and so Klaus feeds him to Ray and uh, Klaus then begins feeding his blood to the other werewolves to kill them and basically raise an army. So I'm sure this little experiment is always going to go super well. Yeah, I think we should we should all be afraid now because Klaus is making an army. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. He's a villain. So the villains make an army, get really scared, um, and frightened for our main characters. Uh, and should we though? <laughs> I mean we should. I mean we yes, we should. Uh Klaus is on some real like active war shit right now, like some real yeah. Sun Tzu shit. Uh he really is. Which you gotta appreciate like a good tactician. You gotta appreciate it. Uh, you love a good, smart, bad guy. But also, wait, is, is Sun Tzu the person who made the Art of War? Yes. I love how that's like, when I feel like in pop culture, it's like a joke to own the Art of War if you're a man, you know? Mm-hmm. Is that true? I mean, it's some real white boy bullshit, that's for sure. Yeah, that's uh-huh. what I was saying. Um, Which is exactly what Klaus is. Exactly, He's just an advanced white boy. Exactly. Klaus probably like helped write the book. Let's be real here. That's also true. He has been around <laughs> Honestly, for yeah. a while. Yeah. Uh, I so mean, remember, he like participated in making a fake asset cart. Oh yeah. Implanted shit in a bunch of different cultures over the world to try and get other people to find a fucking moonstone for him. So he's just a shitty colonizer, honestly. He so. really is. This whole show is about mm. shitty colonizing. Let's be very real here. They're in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's process. And we got Roanoke, Jamestown. What else? <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's, let's All right. So process that. We go back to the Mystic Grill for, thankfully, the last time this episode. What I like this episode is they get in and they get out of places. They're in the Mystic Mm -hmm. Grill for two scenes. They go back to the mountains. They go back to the Mystic Grill. They're done. 
So I really do. Yeah. I really appreciate that where they don't just keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Um, their secondary location changes, which I like. Uh, so uh, Matt pours Tyler another cup of coffee because he's waiting for Tyler's just like waiting around for Caroline to meet him there. Um, and Matt takes a drink of coffee again. It tastes like bad, like it did this morning. Uh, and Matt's Wait, like, here's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Tyler takes a drink. Did I say Tyler takes a drink? Said you Matt. said Matt. Who gives a I fuck? Honestly, I knew what you meant. Who gives they're, a they're fuck? Both the, they're both good boys. They're the <laughs> boys. Uh, so one of the boys, the werewolf boy, takes a takes a drink of the coffee. Uh, it's like, man, this fucking sucks. Matt's like, yeah, it's the vervain. The sheriff has me slipping into the coffee sometimes. Uh, and <laughs> which buck wild that the sheriff just asks somebody to slip something into a massive source of like water and you know dining for the town and he just mm-hmm. does it yeah wild concept there that i don't really want to examine further uh and then kind of t- makes me think of the whole like cop saying that they were poisoned by starbucks oh yeah the ones who were like this shake shack is so bad it made me <laughs> like and then they were convinced they were poisoned by shake shack when really they just yeah shake shack just sometimes is bad <laughs> Yeah. Hey guys, yeah. I don't know if you know this about fast food, but it's sometimes very bad. <laughs> it's fast food for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Quick in, quick out, baby. Tyler sort of realizes then what happened this morning. He's like, why was my mom making me drink vervain first thing this morning? What the fuck? So as Tyler starts to puzzle out that line of thought, uh, we go back yeah. to the Lockwood Mansion and we meet Bill. Uh, Yay! Carol sort of reveals that she has been planning to take down take down Caroline for many months now, uh, which is super fucking weird. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. She's she's sort of worried because, like, she's known Caroline her whole life. She's like, well, this is Caroline, Bill, you know. Um, but Bill responds to, she's a vampire, Carol. We do what we have to do. Uh, which, and that kind of logic is so stupid. It's... The next, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it just so folks know it. Mm-hmm. The next part of Bill's storyline and Caroline's storyline is super fucked up. Bill, a done fucked up. Uh, mm-hmm. But not quite yet. Now we're back to the mountains, uh, where we have like. Yes. Uh, I love that we have sort of like a very extended mountain sequence here, because I love mm-hmm. a good hike. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, so I, I want to go on a hike again. God. I want to go on a hike so bad. I miss going outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the outside world. <laughs> indoors, indoors. My uh, my balcony has a bunch of wasps near it right now. Uh, so oh, so do not go outside. Yeah, please. I can't go outside. I do not go outside. That door is closed and locked and will not be opened. <laughs> because <laughs> who the fuck knows why there's so many goddamn wasps there anyway you know where there's not wasps i mean i assume they are in the mountains but there's not wasps here folks uh, elena is teasing alaric for being like a boy scout slash vampire hunter uh, she also gives honestly i expected nothing less from him honestly yeah <laughs> like he definitely was like an eagle scout right yeah 100 percent 
so Elena gives Alaric the Gilbert Ring to protect him from being killed by, you know, the pack of werewolves. Uh, because technically the Gilbert Ring won't work on her because she is technically supernatural in, like, the lamest yeah. way. Yeah. She's a supernatural occurrence. That's a better way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, she's a supernatural occurrence. She's not supernatural, but she's an occurrence of being supernatural. AKA the lamest way to be supernatural. It's like, sorry, (laughs) you just happen to look exactly like somebody else. You can't come back from the dead then if you use this cool ring. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they sort of take a break here. Uh, Damon shows up and throws Elena into the lake. Cool move, Damon. I loved it, though. It was funny. (laughs) But, like... So unnecessary. (laughs) Massively unnecessary. It's unnecessary, but it's hilarious. It's It's hilarious, but unnecessary. (laughs) It's kind of like one of those those things that Damon does, which happens a lot this episode, where you're like, yeah, Damon would do that. That's correct. (laughs) On brand. Also, it's... It's wild to me that the Netflix description of this uh, of this episode was so Damon centric, um, but like this is the first time we sort of see Damon again, and it's like halfway through the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like here he is again, folks. After this is the first time we've seen him after the first five minutes of the episode. Now we're twenty three minutes in, and he's back. Like, hey, <laughs> Netflix description writer? Question Are you mark. Okay? Uh, so, Damon reveals that Alaric told him where they were and that they needed, you know, some backup. Uh, Elena just refuses to get out of the water because she knows that if she gets out, uh, Damon's not going to go. Damon's just going to haul her ass back to Mystic Falls and not respect her wishes. Again, shocking. Uh, yeah. The uh, Damon brings up the... I mean, we'll give points for this. Damon brings up the point that Klaus does think Elena's dead, uh, and so keeping Elena yeah. like she's dead uh, is good for her. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, mm-hmm. while he said that, I was like, I, I think, um, what's her name? Catherine. I think Catherine like, left the last season, right, at the end. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm leaving for good. But like, they really could use Elena as an advantage, if Klaus th- thought that they, she was the doppelganger, you know. What do you mean? If Klaus like thought they tra- that like they say like, oh, this isn't Elena, this is Catherine. Okay. Yeah, like like uh, I'm I'm saying like that could I don't know if that could be technically like used for an advantage, but I think that's not like a bad thing, you know. Yeah, I think it is just safer for right now for Klaus to believe Elena's dead. But also what I yeah, don't no, like, this whole scene and this whole show, I guess, uh, really defines Elena via her relationships with men, via mm-hmm. the fact that Klaus thinks that she's dead. And like, if you were to write out a list of bullet points of like where Elena stands in this show right now, in love with Stefan. Damon is in love with her. Klaus thinks she's dead. It's all very much in relation to men, which I get. There's a lot of men on this show. Mm-hmm. Mm. But like, damn, doesn't it ever be- get tiring to just hear women described as like in relation to where they stand with men? Yeah, it it. I think it happens to all the female characters on the show. Oh, yeah. A lo- uh, like all of them are in yeah. relation to men. None of them have like, 
like I think especially with Elena as a as one of the main protagonists like the main main protagonist is kind of unfortunate that she doesn't really have a huge personality outside of her relationship with men yeah um, it's just one of those reasons why this show sort of sits worse it sits mm-hmm. worse with me than the other shows of the vampire diaries universe because it is much more male-centric and like mm-hmm. i get yeah. to an extent like the originals does this too but there's a lot more women in that show as main characters mm-hmm. that appear as yeah. main characters and have their own agency whereas elena's mm-hmm. sense of agency re- is like only it's because revolved around men it's men yeah exactly like i get it but like also god and it's gonna become super fucking obvious because i don't know if we've talked about this um but like when we have to start sort of either going back and forth between the originals and and tvd or sort of watch a season of tvd and then a season of the originals it's gonna become the difference between these shows will become staggeringly apparent yeah watching them side by side is gonna be both a treat and also the worst thing we've ever done and i cannot wait I feel so bad for not liking Elena sometimes because I feel like I give her too much hate. But also, the only way in which she is defined in this show is her relationships to men, and I hate that. So I feel like I don't hate Elena for Elena. I hate Elena for the relationships that she has and the relationships she is defined by. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. She's by far one of the weakest female protagonists in the whole TVDU. Um, Yeah. By far, I think. which you know rip first try you didn't quite get it you got it on the second kinda third try you really nailed it but also did you nail it we'll talk about that one later too right, so. <laughs> like years later we'll come back to the specific conversation this specific one where we're like legacies man they tried uh and damn the originals was much better than uh <laughs> was much better than the vampire diaries uh, so, where the fuck were we? Uh, oh, yeah, Damon Damon uh, sort of gives in to Elena's demands and is like, we just need to be out of the woods before the werewolves attack. Good fucking luck, mm-hmm. folks. Again, not gonna show up well for you uh, because nothing <laughs> ever goes right in the forest. Uh, so we cut back to the campsite. Yeah. All of the werewolves are dead. <laughs> we just, like, hard cut back and they're just donezo. It seems like a comedy cut. <laughs> it really does. So you just hard cut. They're dead. Um, <laughs> Stefan uh, is sort of like curious as to why Klaus is building an army. Klaus states on some of like that art of war bullshit that he's building an army so that no one dares to mess with him. Uh, and uh, Ray is just bleeding from his eyes. Yeah. Which I'm sure is normal. I'm sure it's yeah, fine. 100%. This is how you become a hybrid. Definitely. The eye bleeding, definitely a pivotal part of the process. Um, but Ray goes fucking rabid <laughs> and uh, bites Stefan and then yeets his parkour his way out of this the fucking what? woods. The way he parkour out of the woods. So funny. It's like, he does like a flip. Exactly. What is the point? Your your energy economy there is so out of whack. Parkour is about like making that momentum work for you. There was no reason for you to do that flip, Ray. That was just for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, that flip really got me. I was like, what was the reason? But also, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely useless, but so much fun. Yeah. 
so <laughs> Stefan is sort of tracking Ray through the woods uh, because Klaus isn't going to fucking heal him until he brings Ray back, which douche move to do to your best friend, buddy. Uh, so I'm starting to think they're not really best friends. Starting to think they might not be besties. Heartbroken about this fact. Yeah. Heartbroken about this I've revelation. Been so many times, don't know who to leave. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> Stefan, though, overhears and sees uh, Elena, Alaric, and Damon that are after them. Uh, and Klaus sort of, like, returns and, like, surveys his new army to see that, like, all of them are bleeding from their eyes. Which, again, very sure that that is totally normal. And That's the normal part of the process. Absolutely just, like, a healthy part of becoming a hybrid. Uh-huh, yeah. Yep. Uh Back at the Lockwood Mansion. Um, Yay! I, I think I said it before, but I like that we get sort of like out of the Mystic Grill and we change our secondary location. Because right now our primary mm-hmm. location is obviously the mountains. You change your secondary location now. It's, you know, Lockwood Mansion and then later Matt's house. Um, and it's just like, I like that they changed it up a little bit so that they're not just going back and forth between Lockwood Mansion, Mystic Grill, that's it. Because uh, yeah, we had some episodes earlier that really just sort of like went back and forth. It's like, okay, guys, I get it. You needed to shoot in three locations, but at least make it fun. It makes it fun. <laughs> Tyler is confronting his mom about the Vervain coffee, and Carol reveals that she doesn't want Tyler to be with Caroline because she is a monster. <gasps> Tyler's like, are you sure she's the only fucking one, mom? Are you sure? <laughs> are you really sure about that, Carol? Maybe you're the monster, Carol. Maybe you're the monster. Oh, so we have sort of like a Frankenstein's monster situation where the monster is not Frankenstein's, was not the creation, it is Dr. Frankenstein himself. Exactly. Oh. Interesting. And also, and also, and also, they're really continuing to hype up that whole Romeo and Juliet-esque thing that they have going on with Tyler and Caroline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the big teases about season three was that they were going to have a Romeo and Juliet storyline. Wait, straight up? Is that something they straight up teased? Like, in those exact words? Yeah, I remember them saying, like, they were teasing, like, Romeo and Juliet-esque things with Caroline and Tyler. Because we all know Romeo and Juliet, historically, turns out very well for both Romeo and Juliet and their families. (laughs) They die. They They, die. They They all die. They all live happily ever after. They all die? They all die. They They live ever after um juliet and death you mean you mean oh wait you're talking about afterlife endgame right (laughs) you mean like Uh, as they're in heaven (laughs) you mean like when they're at the pearly gates just chilling with each other because they have both killed themselves (laughs) (laughs) juliet is like the fuck bro (laughs) we fucking talked about this i sent you a letter man i'm just like i'm sorry i can't fucking read and then he just stabbed himself in the stomach or what the fuck ever he, he drank poison. So are we now confirming that Julie Pleck wrote Romeo and Juliet? Is Julie Pleck Shakespeare? <laughs> Much to uh, think about, folks. I mean, she does love Afterlife and Game a lot, so... Julie Pleck is Shakespeare? Real proof. Not clickbait. <laughs> Three emojis at the end of this title that is all in caps. I have proof. <laughs> You know, when you think about it, that might not be as big of a leap as you think it is because it's not, it's not Shakespeare just wrote plays that had like dick jokes and like poor, like for like 
poor people and Julie Pleck wrote The Vampire Diaries. So very similar, like conceptually, pretty yeah. much on the same wavelength there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it's believable. <laughs> that's a that's a theory we could totally hype up as a podcast. Actually, let's make that an actual theory that let's make that a rumor. That Julie Pleck is Shakespeare. Yeah, Julie Pack is Shakespeare. I love when fandoms start fake rumors. So let's start that rumor, you guys. We are starting that one Julie here Pluck today. Julie is Shakespeare. This, uh, this podcast episode is titled Julie Pleck Shakespeare. Princes, not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> I love bad YouTube titles so goddamn much. Not clickbait, true story. Will make you cry. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I'm clicking on that video right away. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you ready? You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Nobody has seen Julie Pleck or Shakespeare in the same room. I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm just fuck. saying. I'm just saying, I'm y'all. Just saying. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, oh, also shit. fact. Wait, when did when is Shakespeare alive? Real quick, like the 1500s, yeah, 1600s. Like the... Julie Pleck loves writing about the past. She loves writing about the past. Shakespeare was born in the past. There's some connection within the past. <gasps> Shakespeare was born in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, sure. All right. Um, <laughs> connect yeah, the dots. Connect was... the dots. Connect the dots. Everyone was born in the past, technically. <laughs> well, yeah, but what I mean is like, like really in the past, like 1500. Okay. Yeah, Shakespeare was born in like the 1560s. Died in the 1616s. I mean, died, question mark. Julie Pike loves writing about vampires who were born oh, in the 1800s. Shakespeare's a vampire, and Shakespeare was actually a woman named Julie Pleck. I mean, I mean, it could be real. Just saying. Hey, guys, what's your favorite Shakespeare line? Because mine is exit pursued by bear. What's your favorite I Shakespeare line? I, I, like, I thought I wanted to say a stage direction. I was like... Your favorite one's a stage direction? Yeah, it is. That requ- exit pursued by bear. That would require me. Oh, it is. Oh. You fucking idiot. Mm. <laughs> I am an idiot. That would require me to remember any of Shakespeare, and I remember none of it. I do like the witch's rap from Macbeth. Okay. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble, because iconic classic. Iconic. Um, and I do love um, Never Was a Story of More Woe Than This of Juliet and Her Romeo. Ooh, true. I also it's like, there's one. also I something from uh, The Merchant of Venice, which I really like, is that like, you know, like, love is blind and lovers cannot see. I love that. Ooh. I love that one. How do you guys memorize that? When did we become a Shakespeare podcast? When did we become a Shakespeare <laughs> Wait, podcast? But I kind of love it. I have a question. How did you guys memorize that? Because I think I just blocked out all of 10th grade when we went through Shakespeare. Oh, I love Shakespeare. I No, did- I think I... I think I kind of enjoyed it, but also 10th grade was a bad year. That's fair. Um, I only really remember Shakespeare because uh, my English teacher showed us the, what was that fucking like 90s Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet? The one where they kept all of the, yeah, the one where they kept all of the sort of like the sonnets and everything, but they just put them into new, uh, into like the 90s that was so fucking fun that is absolutely one of the best adaptations of shakespeare's work because it's so fucking wild mercutio's like a drag queen it's so much fun 
Oh yeah. He wa- oh, I need to watch that movie again. I watched so many adaptations of Shakespeare growing up, and I can I can't remember like any of the important lines. I can only soak in like the main plot of any Shakespeare thing, but I can't remember any of the lines. I remember there's a Macbeth version that like, takes place during like World War Two or World War One. It was like a TV version of it, but it has like Patrick Stewart in it, and he's Macbeth, and um, the witches are like nurses. And, Ooh. like, they're, like, performing an autopsy while doing, like, that bubble, bubble, toil and trouble Ooh, thing. And I, I was like, that. and it's epic. I'll send a link later. It's, like, a full-on rap, and it's awesome. My favorite Shakespeare adaptation is 10 Things I Hate About You. Ooh, also fair. It's so yeah. good. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I can watch that movie over and over again. It makes me laugh every time. That's fair. Um, also, one other really great Shakespeare line is in, oh fuck, it's in one of the Richards, um, where he just yells, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. That line always shows up in in Sid Meier's Civilization, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And every time that line shows up, I just have to yell it along with it. It's such a good fucking line. He just yells, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. That's such a dumb shit line. I guess we should get back to talking about. Oh this, yeah, we should. <laughs> this dumb. My favorite Shakespeare play is The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> it's a Shakespeare. It's some Shakespearean bullshit. I mean, we're gonna. There is. There's we're some gonna have to brush up on our Shakespeare before we start watching the originals because that is basically that entire <gasps> thing is just Shakespeare and just monologue. Oh fuck! It kind of is. Further confirming my point. Julie Pleck is Shakespeare. Also, fuck, what play is Legacies up Midsummer's Dream? <laughs> it's absolutely... No, actually, it's just the Baz Luhrmann adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> where, where they're just all funky, fresh, in modern clothes, but still saying sonnets. Like it's 1583. <laughs> We're in the mountains where uh, the trio, the squad, is continuing their hunt for Stefan. Ray manages to find them and is gonna fucking chow down on Damon. Uh, but they managed to take him Yay! out with a Wolvesbane grenade. Uh, and after taking him down, they uh, sort of realized that, like, he's a hybrid. I also love that Elena threw Damon the grenade. Like, like she could have gotten blown up in that instant. But no, she was like, yeet. <laughs> also, Damon and Elena, their fucking bickering in this episode is so goddamn annoying. Yeah, I, I loved it though. It was funny. No, they're like children. It's, it's so annoying. annoying. Like, okay, it's annoying, but I loved it. Okay, I get it, and like I too also bicker playfully with the people I like, but this, mm-hmm. it doesn't even seem like fun bickering. You know, there's a difference between banter and like, like they're like they're like in between the line of banter and actually not liking one another. You know. Mm-hmm. Like they're like on yeah. a fine line between that, and they're on the wrong side of, of that just... line. Exactly. We cut to Matt's house, which uh, they are. Jeremy and Matt are in the garage of Matt's house, where all of Vicky's stuff is. Also, we do have to again remember this is just like Matt's whole ass house, mm-hmm. like straight yeah, up this entire garage. <laughs> he has a whole house. <laughs> um, Somehow, he's able to afford it. Somehow, which I don't understand, but that's okay. That's really good tips. I guess. Wait, is Matt Donovan a sugar baby? Oh, 100%. 
In my head, I was seeing him more as a male stripper. But, like, that's too active for Matt, I think. Not, like, active in, like, a active sense. Because he's, you know, an athlete. He can do that. That's too actively degrading for Matt. Matt would go for mm. a sort of, like... I think Matt Donovan's a sugar baby. All right. Matt Donovan's... I'll go with that. Sugar baby Matt Donovan. Uh, so, Matt is... Uh, sort of like starting to help Jeremy go through Vicky's stuff um, because again y'all they are going to perform a seance because that has worked so well in the past for everybody mm-hmm. involved uh, yeah. so uh-huh. uh, wait mm-hmm. does Jeremy not know that seances don't usually end well I feel like he knows that no because he probably wasn't knows last that season wasn't it last season that him and Bonnie were in that like house and they had like a semi seance with people like witches from oh, the yeah, past? Oh yeah, the dead witches. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Um but Jeremy is a dumb bitch who never learns. Uh, okay, and- that's what Okay, great. Glad we're all on the same page about that. Yeah, Jeremy's a dumb boy, but we love He's him. He's sort of dumb, but that's okay. Cuz you know okay. what? Me too, dude. I'm also sort of dumb, and that's okay. Uh, So, (laughs) Matt, eventually, he decides that, like, I can't fucking do this, dude. Uh, So, he sort of, like, just, like, makes Jeremy out of there, um, or get out of there, uh, and sets an old picture of him and Vicky face down on the table. Uh, Mm -hmm. As he sort of, like, turns around to sulk and leave... There's a faint click from behind him, and the ta- the picture has t- set itself up. And that's Ooh. creepy. Spooky. That's normal. Spooky. <laughs> spooky. <laughs> uh, so. Spooky shit's afoot, y'all. Spooky yeah. shit's afoot. Um... Back in the mountains, the uh, squad is tying up Ray with vervain ropes. They're trying to sort of like get answers from him. But in the middle of the day, without any help of the full moon, Ray starts to turn into a vampire. Werewolf. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're half right. (laughs) Fuck. How did I bungle that one? It's okay. We still love you. I think it's because I was looking at the word vervain, honestly. And so I was like, vervain, vampires. Perfect. (laughs) Wow. It's okay. It's okay. Really buckled that one, huh? It's okay. It happens. Man, I'm fucking tired. Uh, (laughs) It's okay. I'm real fucking tired. We're almost almost there. We're almost there. We got this. We're almost there. Does anybody want to take the last... (laughs) Half of this episode, I can take it. Let me just pull up the little take take the host and duties. Okay, Ray is turning into a werewolf without the assistance. Yeah, of the full moon, just sort of out here in front of God and everyone, <laughs> turning into a fucking werewolf. Uh, so it is time for our little trio to yeet themselves out of here. So yeah, basically, uh, they start running. 
Back at the camp. Running, running, and running, running. <laughs> back at the camp, uh, Klaus murders the sort of loose-in human boyfriend. Rip, that unnamed human boyfriend. Come uh, Chad. Chad, rip Chad. And he sort of looks around, and I think at this point, Klaus realizes, something's fucked up. Something's going wrong. Because all of his hybrids are just sort of walking around like zombies with bleeding eyes. Mm-hmm. Which, for the record, terrifying. <laughs> also, yeah, that's, that's always a good sign. I love how he didn't think, oh, let me not turn all of them at once. Let me only turn some of them just in case something goes wrong. He's just like, no, I fully am confident in my plan. Let's do it. But like, also, it should objectively have worked. I guess. Yeah. But also, I mean, yes. Like, it should take precautions. It should have worked. Also, take precautions. But Ray had started going crazy before he started murdering everybody else, too. So, like, exactly. Also, that. I see Klaus's point of view, but I also see what happened with Ray five minutes before he started murdering everybody else. And I go, there may be a connection. Maybe, I don't know. Take some time. Take a breath or two. Take Don't a rush moment. into things. Um, that's on him. And only on him. This one? This one's on Klaus. Exactly. So the Mountains trio here is running. Running away from Ray. In true uh, horror movie tra- fashion, the woman trips. Uh, Elena mm-hmm. trips. And uh, they all sort of like stop moving. And Elena looks up, and she is face-to-face with a full-ass werewolf. It's kind of freaky. It's kind of scary. It's kind of scary, but, like, also, such a cool moment. Yeah. It really is. It's it, like, you puppy. Um, it's, it, it kind of looks like the poster of a, of a movie or a book, you know? It sort of looks like Twilight. there was some promotional image for Twilight that I think looked a lot like that. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah. Probably. Um, because I swear to God there was. Uh, so there's always that. Um, but then. But then? Damon decides. But then. That he has to save Elena per usual as Damon does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he tries to lure the wolf away. Um, and he runs away. And he just yeets himself out of there. And then Alaric, Mm -hmm. and actually good alaric fashion is like no we need to go we need to get and our ass smart. out of here smart because running running and running running this is so stupid all i can think was that Nicki minaj song yeah okay sure yeah that's what this entire episode feels like to me yeah, you could do that with a lot of things. You can do that with the whole um, Ray doing the flip for no reason. Yeah. Oh, I love acrobatic werewolves. <laughs> There's just no reason. But I love it. Oh, me too. Okay. Anyway, what so, happens next? So now we're, we cut to the Lockwood cellar. And I, I feel like there's been a lot of time that has passed between this scene and... Uh, like the scene that happens like i mean i guess what i'm saying is they it, the scenes don't feel like too cut close together you know because i feel like sometimes the problems that tbd has is that it feels like things are happening that should be happening like all together at once 
are like being cut up into multiple scenes and it makes no sense for it to be cut up into multiple scenes you could have just stayed there for the entire scene and then moved on to the next one it does seem, now, now that you mention it, it does seem a little weird yeah Nah, I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> but like they're not they're trying to paint them as continuitous, but we're back in the Lockwood cellar and the full moon is rising. Mm-hmm. And Tyler basically at this point is like trying to convince his mom to like, you know, not do anything bad to Caroline because um his his mom called Caroline a monster. So he's basically trying to say, look, I'm also a monster, so you're going to have to deal with me being a monster. So he kind of, like, forces her into a Lockwood cellar, forces her to, like, go off into that side, side that's kind of, like, gated off from the rest of it, and then chains himself up as he starts to transform into a werewolf. Just, like, right in front of his mom. <laughs> Can you imagine that, like, watching your own child, like, watch their bones be broke be, bleh, uh, bleh. Mm-hmm. i can't talk today um watch their bones be break breaking basically bones be breaking bones yeah. be breaking <laughs> bones be breaking bones be and like broken. and not being able to do anything to save them like oh that would be heartbreaking that's kind of why happened. she's just like that would be losing her shit there but also I mean, the would? question is right earlier she put for vain in his coffee to so see she if was, he was really going to let him drink vervain if he was a vampire. Not only that, but it seemed like she was prepared for him to be a vampire and then do something about it. You know, well now I think she just wanted to make sure like nothing had happened to him. Yeah, well, with now it's kind of like she's kind of like freaking out. Which yeah, fine, sure that makes sense. But also, you were just prepared for him being a vampire and like doing something about it. You know what I mean? But she wasn't prepared for him being a werewolf. I get that, but honestly, kind of same difference. Tyler's just trying to prove to his mom in this scene that he's also a monster, so he shouldn't be treating Caroline this way. And my question is, if at that point she had like, let's say that Tyler was a vampire, he drank the vain coffee and then reacted to it right Mm -hmm. at that point what was she going to do was she going to still call bill and what's she gonna do like who knows because because after this scene she then goes on so she's like okay understand let me not do anything to caroline but like if he was a vampire before would you have still done something to caroline like is it the fact that he's just not a vampire but he's this other thing or is it the fact that he that monsters in general are kind of just like the same? Like I don't know. No, but that is like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I actually didn't think about that. It's just kind of confusing. Yeah, no, I absolutely that is definitely fucking because like I don't know. Yeah, no, that's Carol, weird. What is your motives, Carol? What, are, what, are what your you motives? doing right now, girl? What I don't think she you? knows what the fuck she's doing right now. Honestly, yeah. Um. All right. So there's just some shit happening here. Yeah, correct. And then we cut back to the mountains. Um, <gasps> we're back up in the mountains, baby. We're ba- back up in the mountains. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's too many yeehaw people on this podcast. It's literally just me. I am the only one who is from the middle of yeah. the country. Brian's a fake ass um, yeehaw. I'm also a fake ass yeehaw. I'm a transplant from. I'm a transplant into Florida. 
I, just I made was... the long pilgrimage down from Massachusetts to Florida. <laughs> I was just really into pop country and had a cowboy boot and cowboy hats <laughs> in middle school and the beginning of high school. I was born in Nebraska. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that is my claim to yeehawdom. I was born in fucking Nebraska. <laughs> We're back up in the mountains. Yeehaw. Damon is uh, wandering around. Um, and then is about to be attacked by Ray because Ray just comes out of nowhere and is about to go full on bite Damon. He's about to fuck Damon's shit up. Exactly. Yeah. And then Stefan comes out of somewhere. I don't know where he comes out of the darkness. Uh, Stage left. (laughs) (laughs) And he comes in and rips Ray's heart right out. Just like Um, there's going to be does not yeah. care. No hesitation. Just out of your chest comes your heart. Goodbye. But also, Good night, there's going to be a lot of heart ripping out this season. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it seems like we're getting to that point. There's been there was like a couple heart rippings last season, um, but now we're starting off with them strong, right? In the second episode. Yeah. Um, but so I think something that's really pivotal about this is the fact that um Stefan told klaus that he was gonna bring ray back you know that was like so that he could um so that klaus could give him the cure for Mm -hmm. his werewolf life so like stefan has now done that and saved damon at the risk of his own life i don't think i don't think damon knows fully that because you know stefan hasn't told him that but damon just does recognize that stefan has come and like saved his life. Um yep. so then eventually um oh yeah and also Stefan says that he Damon tells Stefan that the reason that they're there is because Elena wanted to not give up on him and then Stefan's like you need well you need to tell her to give up because I'm staying here for good, you know? Uh, and he's never coming home. Yeah. Rip. I mean do we really believe him very on that echoing though? back like the last episode the last episode like he's not coming back in your lifetime yeah but there's an here's the thing with this i guess scene in general is that because we just established this last season this is why i feel like this episode kind of sucks is because it, it feels like we just we didn't we did we don't go anywhere right we are we are we've already established last episode that Stefan has already said i'm not coming back so leave me here right mhm so then, so in the last episode, Damon goes after him, and then Seven's like, kills someone so that Damon leaves him alone, right? Then this episode, they do the exact same thing, but now Elena is involved, right? And for some reason, because Elena is involved in this whole thing, and, and Damon also gets saved, which, wow, Damon, this all hinged on your brother saving you. Like, it kind of, kind of feels like it's very self-important to him, like, whether or not he saves Stefan depends on whether or not Stefan does something good for him, which is wild because that's your brother. But Oh shit, you're right though. Um right. but but like they've done the same thing where they've just gone to try to say Stefan again, even though they just did that last episode, but now with Elena and now that Elena is also kind of involved in this, now that they're really gonna try to save Stefan, which is like okay, like we could have done this last episode. Like like yeah they do seem to sort of like circle not like it's like they're sort of circling the drain here 
you know yeah. not in like a shitty way in just like a yeah we've gone over this point let's go over it again but now with elena like yeah and it's it kind of looks like maybe you're trying to do a cool parallel but the cool things about parallels is that there's space in between <laughs> You know how the rule of threes works when you take a pause between the things? Yeah. You can't just say one joke three times in a row right after each other. You got to give it some time to sort of really marinate and come back to it. Exactly. They don't give it any time to marinate and come back. They didn't do any of that at all. Also, the boys... The boys constantly just, like, refer to Elena like an object and not like she's her Uh own-ass person. And I'm just so tired. I know. I know this show came out in fucking 2011, 2012, what the fuck ever, right? Mm -hmm. We should have been better than this. I agree. I agree. We should have been better at this on a female-led show. Yeah. With a female showrunner and a lot of female writers, we should have been better than this, ladies. That is the wild part about this. Like, I get, we sort of get, let's get feminist here for a second, right? Yeah. We get used to women being referred to, don't uh, me. Uh, (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) We get used to, I mean, even as women, right? We get used to women being referred to as objects so much because it happens mm-hmm. all the goddamn time in a bunch of yeah. little ways that you just normalize it within yourself right mm-hmm. yeah and like even i <laughs> even i struggle sometimes of like being like no i'm you know like when i'm writing female characters i'm like okay well they are their own characters with their own senses senses of agency and they you know they do not just exist in relation to their relationships to other people they exist because they exist because they right. are people Correct. yeah it's just like really annoying because women in this show are treated so much as like they only exist because of their relationships to other people and because uh, other people need them to exist. They don't exist because they're people who exist. Does that make sense? And like yeah. a lot of the yeah. ways the Salvatore b- brothers refer to Elena is just a lot of like, well, she's an object. She exists because of her relationship to me. It's a little bit like babies with object permeance. Like if mm-hmm. Elena didn't. If Elena is out of their sight, they just forget she exists. Yeah. And it's just so goddamn annoying. Like, we should, ladies, ladies, men, everyone else in between, we should be better than this. As as people who consume media and... We should we should be better than this, y'all. We need to we need to be critical of storylines where women are indeed just objects. Like, especially because I feel like the the big flaw of the vampire diary is that uh, diary the vampire diaries is that a lot of the female characters are kind of touted as these strong, independent women um, for the modern era, and then they're just not. Like, that's a lie. You know? It um, also, I feel like the Vampire Diaries really kind of shot itself in the foot here, and this is about to get really meta, right? This is about to be overview story meta bullshit here. Uh, I feel like the Vampire Diaries really shot itself in the foot by making Elena a doppelganger mm-hmm. because she only exists 
and she's only supernatural and she's only special just because she's a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. So she, the only reason she's special is because of the value she has to other people. That's effectively yeah. what a doppelganger is. It's a supernatural yeah. occurrence that is just valuable to some people, like valuable to Klaus or valuable to, you know, whomever. That's yeah. wild. And I feel like they shot themselves in the foot by making Elena valuable in that way. Whereas I liked mm-hmm. her more season one where she wasn't sort of valuable in that way. She was just Elena, you know? Yeah. 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 Anyway. I'm not going to step anyway. down from my soapbox because that wasn't a soapbox. That was just my feet. <laughs> uh, so let's go back to the fucking the, the mountains again still, I think. I think we're still yeah. in the mountains, right? We're still in the mountains. Yeah. We're, we're, um, so Stefan says that uh, Elena needs to let him go for good. Um, and then we see Alaric and Elena Sorry, did you say Alaric? Alaric. 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 My, His name is Alaric. My, How dare you? my mind is not working 100%. Okay, it's very hot. <laughs> Do you want me to take over now? No, I got it. I got <laughs> it. I got okay. it. Okay, I'm this bullshit around. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm taking the hosting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have Alaric and Elena, and they're in the car. There we go. And they're waiting for Damon. Right? <laughs> waiting for Damon. Um, You're just going to overstate their names. Damon. <laughs> yes, Damon. <laughs> Um, this sounds like a frog. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Elena is with the lark and they're talking in the car. Um, and El- Elena basically convinces the lark that he needs to stay in their life as a parental figure. Good. Um, yeah. And Good. he keeps the rank. Uh, Kick his ass, Elena. Fuck yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I- I'm here for that because. Alaric needs to get his life together. He does. He does. Um, so then Damon returns um, from the woods. And while he gets to the car, Stefan is just like watching them from above. And Elena thinks she sees <gasps> him. But then he's gone. Oh. <laughs> and then they leave. <laughs> I love A it. single tear escapes love- Brian's eye and he wipes it away wistfully. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Basically, because I'm just like, Stefan, Elena's right there. Go, go. But he can't. He He's on some self-sacrificing martyr bullshit. Let's go. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Why do I got to pick the martyrs? <laughs> I don't know, but this show really fucking knows how to pick them, huh? Yeah. Yep. That's like the strong, like thread that ties all of the TVTU together. There's just a whole bunch yep. of martyrs. It's just a bunch of fucking martyrs. No, I'm gonna die for you. No, I'm I'm gonna die for you. No, I'm gonna die for you, motherfucker. You. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so I hate it here. Now we're back at the Gilbert house, and Matt, for some yeah. reason, knocks on the door and has a six pack with him. Which let me remind you, Matt's a senior. Jeremy, I think, is like a sophomore, and he's shown up to their house with the six pack. The fact that Alaric thinks that Jeremy and Elena will be fine on their own sounds incorrect. Also, just ignore it. It happens. How did Matt get a six pack? How did Matt get a six pack? Don't ask questions. I just. So many questions. 
I don't want to ask questions, but I unfortunately still have them. Matt has brought along Vicky's things, and they're talking about death and Vicky's death and their memories before Vicky died. And then out of nowhere, Vicky appears. Also, let's not, hey, let's not skip over this because Jeremy and Matt reveal that neither of them remember what their last moments with Vicky were before she was a vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elena yeah. just had the boys take those away. Wiped. That is Wiped. incredibly cruel. Yeah. Unbelievably yeah. cruel. Like, Elena did some questionable stuff. Like, I know she objectively did it out of a good place of, like, not wanting Jeremy to hurt or whatever. Cruel but as But now fuck. he can't even go back to that memory. Yeah. Like, just like, imagine. that's a whole part of the grieving process, you know? Yeah, like, imagine if there was somebody near to you who died and you couldn't remember your last moments or your last conversations with them. Not because, you know, yeah. they just weren't significant to you, but because somebody literally took those memories away. Yeah. It's just sad. Bonkers. So sad. Just fucking bonkers. Anyway, sorry, Vicky's here now. Yeah, Vicky appears. And uh, Matt's like, is she here? And Jeremy's like, yeah. And then Vicky says, I can come back. (gasps) And you're like, what? Dun, dun, dun. And then their, their conversation is over. And then out of nowhere... Anna comes back and she says she breaks a window and you're like what the fuck? Why not? And then she says you can't trust Vicky. Oh. Why can't we trust Vicky? And you're like what is going on here? I I love it because like so there's so Vicky says her thing and then she disappears and then the window breaks and then Anna says her thing. I like to imagine there was a little ghost tussle and just yeah they just broke a window like there had to have been like you can't tell which one of them broke a window but this is also really the first major uh ghostly interaction with the human with with the world um Mm -hmm. because like yeah vicky turned up the photo you know that that sort of thing that's fine a window breaking takes some fucking effort y'all but also it's so interesting because then you're just like they're slowly being able more and more to interact with like the 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 realm, the world. They're that gaining they're on power. Right I almost yeah. wonder if you know Jeremy. What Jeremy did, you know, with taking strong artifacts of Vicky's, uh, has sort of given her more power. Maybe, maybe just also the exactly. Or I'm even thinking all those things combined with the fact that it's just been a longer and longer time since Jeremy has come back from the dead. Also you that know? too. You know, just time, man. Like, like like maybe like the more time he spends here that he's not supposed to be here, the more that they'll bother him. Now we cut back to the mountains. I love these back mountain the cuts, man. I love a good mountain. Yeah, me too. I mean who doesn't? I love good mountain. Um So we're back in the mountains and Stefan comes back with a dead ray, right? Um and Klaus says Rip Ray. <laughs> also, Rip Ray's entire pack because they're all dead. Klaus's plan has failed. They really and don't fuck them. Dun, dun, dun. All those wolves, they're dead. And now we revealed 
important information that makes it clear why these didn't work out. He says, Klaus says, I did everything right. I killed a werewolf, a vampire, and a doppelganger. And that is, folks, is where the problem lies. Because you can almost see him start to, like, figure it out. Yeah, you can see there's a flicker of, like, something there. But he covers it up pretty quickly. And then he's like, Stefan, you're my only comrade I have left. Which... And it kind of, it kind of feels like he's trying to read Stefan to see if Stefan knows something he doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to see if Stefan will break, but he doesn't. Yeah. Um, um, he also does heal Stefan in this scene. Yeah, he does heal. Yeah, yeah. He drops his uh, blood hey, into a dead. dirty beer bottle. That's <laughs> oh, so gross. And he's so like, "Drink gross. it, bud. Drink up." <laughs> it's just cracking open a cold one with the boys. <laughs> cracking open some cold blood with the boys. <laughs> The other thing about this scene that I did notice is Klaus is just a really skinny white boy. There was something about the shirt <laughs> yeah. he was wearing in this episode as he like turns to walk away through the trees that you can really see he's just a skinny white boy. Like his arms are thin as fuck. He does not. <laughs> Joseph Morgan has not hired his trainer yet. <laughs> he just looks real skinny. I don't know what it was about that like shot of him like walking away through the trees that made me realize like he's just a skinny boy. He's a skinny boy. He's just a skinny boy. He did skinny boy. <laughs> don't say it like that. Stop. No. Stop. No. We don't fucking woobify men in this household. <laughs> uh, oh, I God. love my life. The more tired we get, the more wacky. This is going to be Whoa. a Wacky Tuesday podcast, huh, gang? Yeah. <laughs> wacky Tuesday. Wacky. Hey, you heard it here first. Okay. So now we're back at the Gilbert house. Yes. And this is the scene that is the worst scene out of this entire episode. Absolutely. Let me just say. The worst scene. The worst scene. Um, I liked it though. I'm not surprised, Brian. I'm not surprised you like the scene while me and B hated Why? it. Okay, there's so much to unpack. Let's talk about it. So oh. we have we have Damon waiting in Elena's room. Right, he's staring wistfully out the window like he's some sort of I don't know thinker, but he's not. So, um, and then we have he tries um, he tries really hard to pull up like the imagery of like. You know, that one Greek statue of, like, the thinking man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. He's he's, try- he's trying to do that, but he's giving off thinking emoji vibes, <laughs> you know? He's just the thinking emoji, but also if it was wearing, like, a fucking dunce cap. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. Exactly. Continue. Um, And Damon explains to Elena after she walks into the room that he's not going to let Stefan die. Um, he's gonna not give up on Stefan because da- because Stefan saved Damon. Which, again, that's your brother. You should be willing to go after him for anything. He did that for you. Uh, so it's really weird that it took him saving you for you to go back and say, you know what, maybe we should give it another shot to try to save him. You know what I mean? I will say, though, in Damon's defense, though, considering the last episode, he just saw Stefan, who he has never seen basically kill someone innocently like that was innocent and not deserving of it what do you mean like, Stefan has blank. done that not but not like in a while though 
Like, it's been a hot minute since Stefan's killed anybody. I mean, I guess, but also... Elena also knows that thought, and like, still decided kinda... not to give up on Stefan. That's true, but it also kind of mirrors because Stefan also kind of gave up on Damon in the beginning. Not recently, but like in the past, whenever Stefan, whenever Damon's gone off the rails. So da- Damon kind of thought the same thing, like he's gone. But whatever. Also, isn't a while isn't a while now how technically Damon and Stefan have switched positions, but it seems it still feels like Damon is the same person. <laughs> isn't it wild how the show is trying to make us think that all this character growth has happened but in reality but it has still being the same shitty boy that he was yeah wild how that's happening right also, in front of our eyes it's like here, here's the thing it's like stefan never really like gave up on damon at the beginning of the show right if we're trying if we're gonna make this argument here right stefan never really gave up on damon he didn't he had the chance to kill damon he didn't he never gave up on mm-hmm. getting damon back mm-hmm. damon dropped Stefan like a sack of moldy potatoes. Just after the first try. Like, one try, and he was like, okay, I'm done. Like, Damon killed Vicky and um, brought her back as a vampire. Cool. Bad. But happened. And Stefan was still like, no, I'm gonna bring you back. Come on, don't worry about it. I got you. I love you. Stefan, although he does just straight up murder Damon's girlfriend, who wasn't really his girlfriend because, again, she was compelled the entire time. Not great. Mm -hmm. Um... Did murder Andy, and then Damon's like, "All right, yeet." Like, like Damon has done so many bad things, to the point where if sure, if Stefan kills your sorta girlfriend, not actually your girlfriend, you can be upset. But you've done way worse, so you have no no ground to stand on. There's no reason for you to still not going out after Stefan. It's just. It feels so hypocritical to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then after they ha- he he says his little piece, he insists that Elena tells him why she was so she wanted him she wanted them to leave the mountain so badly. And Elena reveals that it's because she was worried about Damon. This this part of the scene in gen- in, in in my opinion felt so forced and manipulative so bad yeah mm-hmm. um just because when that initial scene happened i was when like elena was like we have to go and then damon still some re- for some reason pushing on ray and then she like continues like to like say we have to go and then eventually they leave right mm-hmm. it was at that point where i was like what is going on this feels really off because number one why is damon like holding Ray like that, like what is the reason of the scene, right? It felt like the scene had some type of purpose, but it didn't come across very clearly, you know. And yeah. then it was later on in the episode they were like, "Hey, remember that scene that happened? This is why it happened, and we're gonna explain it to you instead of showing it to you in that exact scene." But also, like the way he sort of like forces her to like tell him why she wanted to leave the mountain. There were a bunch of fucking werewolves, and it was getting dark. Yeah. You should have been wanting to leave the mountain too, dumbass. Yeah. Like, and then... What the fuck? And to top top it all off, they have this stupid music playing in the background that's supposed to make me feel something, but I don't feel anything. And then Damon's like, I want you to remember how you feel when Stefan is gone, when he comes back. That made me want to puke so bad. I'm not kidding. When he said that. Mm, Just so... 
it made me feel sick manipulative this whole scene felt so so manipulative um ah uh. and like i know like we're on the Damon hate train and there's going to be a lot of people who probably say oh you're kind of tainted like you you can't see these like delina scenes as like for what they are because you're kind of tainted delina whatever delena delina you know what i mean <laughs> who gives a shit it's a made-up name and made-up word exactly you're, this is funny. They're like, they're like, they're gonna be like, oh, like you're kind of tainted by your hate for David. So like, of course you're not gonna see like the quote unquote romance behind this. But there is no actual romance behind this. It feels gross to watch. And also, like, here's the thing: we are taking these words at the face value. We're not twisting his words or anything. These are just. This is just what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's like, you wanted to leave the mountain. Why? Why'd you want to leave the fucking mountain? Well, Damon, there was a bunch of fuck. There was a pack of fucking werewolves. To the best you all knew, there was a pack of rabid werewolves. And, you should have wanted and, to leave there too. And that's why that scene felt so out of place. Because it's like, why is this happening? Right? The initial scene where he's like holding Ray against a tree. Right? Like, okay, like get out of there. Like, I don't know why we're focusing in on this moment. And it felt like they purposely put that in there so that they can address it later. And have some sort of way to admit that Elena sometimes cares for Damon. And it just it just felt very forced and it felt very like manipulative and wrong. And I didn't like it. I didn't have a good time watching it. I felt kind of grossed out by watching it. Like I'm not kidding in my notes. I say I think I say, ew, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> I literally just have that like this whole scene feels manipulative because that's what it is really yeah like ugh, just gross i like i know it. you liked it but <laughs> I, we know you liked there's it. me just like ah <laughs> listen i damon's not my favorite character but i will say season three damon is my favorite damon if this is the best it ever gets i want a Yikes. refund yeah same <laughs> damon does some good things but like i just love this season because again the best the love triangle's ever been. It's Elena without, like, in a relationship. She's single, and she's... It's just, I don't know. I just like... There's something about I Damon... I like love triangle stuff this there's, there's something about Damon saying, I want you to remember how this feels when Stefan wasn't here. For when, like, from when I bring back Stefan, like, I want you to remember how this feeling. Like, the way he said that, made me feel gross the whole backdrop of they're trying to say save stefan in this moment and this is what damon is saying to elena while they're in the in the works of trying to say stefan you know that also grubs me the wrong way yeah because like you're, you're, also, you're going no go ahead the way he says like i want you to remember this when i bring stefan back homie you fully gave up on him like yeah. you on this train 20 minutes ago like i get now you're all aboard and you're the new fucking conductor and all that yeehaw shit bro it it screams major ego problems where like everything has to be about me and like pay attention to me damon ego never Hmm. never anyway we'll, we'll we'll step off of that one for now because we will have a lot more time to complain about damon this season uh, we're yeah. going to go to the Lockwood Cellar, uh, where yeah. Tyler wakes up from after his transformation, uh, and Carol is sitting there, sort of probably in shell shock horror, 
Yeah. Because she, she just saw her son turn down. into a wolf. Oh, God. Like. I, I feel for her. Bro, she has had the worst day. But also, I think it's really funny how her name is Carol. Um, and, you know, usually Caroline is with him when when he's transforming, you know? Little little wordplay there. We have Carol substituting for Caroline because Carol has kidnapped Caroline. Wow, that's a fucking tongue twister, huh? Uh huh. That's like yeah. a tongue twister of bullshit right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hate her so much. So she's gonna try and you know make sure nothing happens to Caroline. Uh, but next morning she makes a phone call to this Bill guy again. To try and save Caroline. Yeah. Uh, and he reveals that he knows more about this. And that he's going to take care of it. It's like you married into this. I've been doing this my whole life. Which mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like this guy. I really I don't, don't like, like him either. Guy. I don't like him either. So, And the worst part is. Oh I won't, we'll talk about it after. So <laughs> this this reveal. This reveal sucks. After I this hate, reveal I, I hate will it here. say the thing. We are in a prison cell. Mm-hmm. Deep <gasps> underground. Cause there's like rocks and uh-huh. shit on the walls. Caroline is awake uh-huh. and chained to a chair. Which also was Caroline just out for like a full ass <laughs> full two days? Day? Like Holy? how much Vervain was in there? God, fucking Carol knocked her out with a fucking elephant trank there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but I would assume like she probably had like a steady flow of Vervain going through her system until Bill decided. Yeah, but still. Damn, bitch. Fucking get a a tiger trank in that motherfucker, apparently. (laughs) Uh, So the door to the prison cell opens, uh, and Bill walks in. Uh, Caroline just uh, looks at her, looks at him, and is just like, Daddy? Which, I hate that. You're like, you're like, what? So, Bill is Caroline's father. Gay father. Her gay dad. Her gay dad. This is our first gay character on the vamp. Wait, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you know oh, what? God, and you know what? Maybe I'm okay with a little homophobia. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a little homophobic now. Oh, I am so homophobic towards Bill Forbes. Maybe... Maybe it's stronger now. Like maybe like before we were like talking about like the the like the connection between being a vampire and being gay, and now I'm just here for pure homophobia against this man. Oh, you're about to see it get twisted on its head. Oh, it's so. Oh, it's scary. It's the next episode, y'all. We're just. I'm just gonna say this now. The next episode, the end of the affair huge trigger warning for like conversion therapy basically uh, um, like vampire conversion yeah. therapy uh, uh, it's bad if that bothers you even a little bit if you think that might bother you skip this next episode straight up skip it yeah it's the problem that a gay man is doing what is effectively vampire conversion therapy on his daughter do yeah. you want to try and spin that good? Yeah. Y'all, Fred yeah. is going to be a real humdinger, huh? <laughs> uh, um, remember how Don't in- worry, Claire Holt's going to be there. <laughs> remember how I've said in the beginning of the episode how Fridays are usually like, woohoo, <laughs> chaos. <laughs> I was wrong. This one's going to be a bit deep. This one's going to be chaos, but we're wrong. also going to take a few moments and just be like, y'all, 
y'all. I'm going to say y'all a lot. Because uh, that's my stress word now. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Yeah? How do you want to rank episode 302, The Hybrid? Oh, okay. Um, This episode... I said it before this, this before we started recording, it felt very meh. It felt um, like a lot happened, but not a lot happened because they just yeah. sort of treaded on the same ground they did last episode. Yeah, it felt useless. Um, other than the point of like, I don't know, giving Damon a reason to continue fighting for Stefan because he can't do it just because it's his brother. Um, but a lot of nothing happened, especially... With the fact that the last episode, the cliffhanger, was Caroline being shot with her vein, and we didn't figure out what happened to her until the la- the the last moments of this episode, you know, like just time was not used well at all in this episode. Also, they had that whole entire Damon scene with Elena, and I hated that scene. It made me feel very gross inside. Um, I just didn't like this episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if, again, don't know if we want to give it a seven because I didn't even have a good time. Like, there's no, like, points in this episode where I'm like, oh, that was really good that they did that because everything was kind of, like, meh or I didn't like it. I think I'm going to give this a five. You're giving it a five. Okay. Brian, what are you ranking this episode? I'm going to go six. Six? This isn't my favorite. This isn't my favorite episode of the Vampire Diaries. Also at all. low, and it's honestly one of those like episodes that I'm like I forget about. I'm like, oh yeah, Klaus did that. It's just Klaus did that. Klaus oh, did this. also okay, the fight. fact that like Klaus like tries to do this thing, and we get this really cool information that he needs to actually kill the doppelganger to make hybrids, but also it's done yeah. in like a, such a long, winded out way. That it kind of felt like we were all building up to him, like getting this army and things being more like the stakes being higher, and then nothing happened. <laughs> and then they fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. They really were like driving us towards a cliff, and then they just really hit the brakes. Yeah. Exactly. They're like, actually, no. Uh, yeah, but it just makes me upset because, like, I know, like, the rest of the season, like, I thoroughly enjoyed this season. Not a hot start for season three. I'm not going to lie to you. No. No. And it's ironically one of my favorite seasons and it's my actually my favorite season next episode starts to get a little buck wild and introduces ironically next episode is going to be a real mixed bag for me because it introduces one of my favorite characters but also does everything else so real mixed bag of emotion i will say aside from that one thing the next episode really kicks us into gear of season three okay it's so sad that it takes three episodes to really get going Especially because the what yeah. how the season two finale went. Yeah. It just like if I was watching this live, literally the next episode would be Make or Break. My final straw. It'd be make or break and then I'd be And honestly, it saved the season three for me. Because it kinda it kinda gave a clear focus of where we were going. Okay. Y'all I'm looking at this this episode mm-hmm. and I don't know if I can give it a five yeah I'm also trying to starting to rethink my, my like I don't know if I can say this episode lower. was okay yeah because it there, was a there lot was of nothing good about it 
it didn't really move any storyline forward in a conducive way. More so than we saw them start in motion in the first episode, right? Like it not, yeah. it didn't, like things happened. Did but that move the stories forward? Like, like I can deal with story not being moved forward if like something else interesting happens, you know, maybe something interesting like, like a character happens, you know? Um, or maybe there was like some cool, like, like, horror shot that I was like oh that was really good nothing good happened this episode the only thing I liked about this episode and that I thought was interesting and moved the story forward in a good way is Tyler and his mom yeah and that that was was also so minor less than like less than five minutes of screen time total yeah honestly what the fuck am I gonna give this I would like to change mine. A ten. What are you going to change your rating to, Jordan? <laughs> I'm 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 bumping it down to a four. I'm just realizing how much I hate this episode. <laughs> I'm looking back at past rankings for season one and season two. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. I'm looking at what I ranked the bad episodes. And I'm trying to see if this one is worse than any of the other bad episodes. This is not episode two for me of season two episode two season two like chef's like i even i i do think this has been one of the worst episodes because there's nothing really Yeah, this is one of my least favorite there's nothing really redeemable about it like of all of all vampire diaries this is one of my least favorite episodes because it's one that i was just like okay it happened next i'm gonna give this episode a two yeah which is the lowest ranking we have given any episode of the vampire diaries thus far and i agree with that this is the lowest i think i've ever ranked an episode the question is i think so is there another episode of the vampire diaries that would be worse than this you think because then i might go as low as you because there is definitely there are definitely episodes that are worse than this okay but I am just thinking right now. Here's here's honestly, Jordan, here's what did it for me. I ranked Isabel, the penultimate episode of season one, at a three. Mm-hmm. Okay. You gave Ooh. it a you gave it a five. Uh Lane Morgan, who's on that episode, gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lane. Hey. This episode feels worse <laughs> than that. And so then you have to rank it lower. It feels worse than like Bloodlines or my worst episode of season two, which is As I Lay Dying, which is a four. So you have to go lower. It makes sense to me, right? Like this one is worse than Isabel. So I'm giving it a two. Yeah. That's just, I, I cannot go any higher than a two, honestly. Yeah. Makes sense. I couldn't. Are you going to lower your rating again? Or are you going to stick with that four? I think I'm gonna stick. With, if there's a worse episode than this one, I'll stick with a four. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely worse episodes than this. Um, yeah, dude, this episode is not great. So bad. It's weird. Like I used the circling the bowl analogy earlier, but it really does feel like we just circled around everything we talked about in episode three hundred one, just slightly differently. The yeah. only like new thing that happened. I mean, obviously, it was, like, fucking all that shit. Like, it was new shit that happened, but it did it served the same purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolutely wild. 
It also felt like I will say. Oops. Uh, I was just gonna say it also felt like this all could have just been episode one. Like we could have gotten this over and done with in episode one. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't need to be a two parter. I will say though, like I will admit, um, when I watched this live for the first time, like these first two episodes, season three felt different. It didn't feel like the shows that I the show that I watched beforehand. Yeah, no, it definitely feels different. Like it feels doesn't feel like Vampire Diaries. Right it now. doesn't. But then it kind. Of, but episode three really picks up and gets back into that like, like it gets like it feels like the vampire like it feels like Julie Plec kind of really realized like okay let's kick it into high gear now let's it go. It felt like, like we're in a sophomore slump honestly. Yeah if it, like episode one and two was like the freshman year you know the freshman album's pretty good end of season two beginning of season three here feels like the sophomore slump yeah and it feels like yeah. it honestly feels like they're they have not reeled back from <laughs> the season two finale where things were just weird like something I don't know what happened in that writer's room but something happened at the end of season two. They had some weird... They got some bad shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just carried on until season three premiere and the next episode after that. Like something, ba- something bad went on in that room. I don't know what. I don't know. Maybe somebody left and was replaced in that writer's room. I don't know what happened. Join us on Friday uh, as we talk about episode 303, The End of the Affair. Um, But if you do need to skip it, y'all, no shame. That's fine. Do it. Skip it. No shame. I understand. Bye-bye. You need to skip We'll be back on next Tuesday then if you want to skip the next one. But if you all want to, if you're fucking down for it and if you're feeling up to it, uh, The End of the Affair, we're going to be talking about that one on Friday. Uh, So follow us on Twitter at AfterBitePod to get the newest updates on when we are releasing episodes as well as uh, some fun memes and shit. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out more than you know. Uh, and, you know, follow us on Spotify. You know, we're on all your podcast apps. If you want to find where we are on your podcast app, go to afterbite.fm, or sorry, anchor.fm slash afterbite. <laughs> you try doing this outro quickly, Brian. I know. I'm, I know. I'm just, it was um, funny. And you can find uh, information on all of the podcast platforms at anchor.fm slash afterbite. Uh, and if you want to leave us a voice message to tell us how wrong we are that the hybrid was actually a very good episode, feel free to do so there. Uh, <laughs> until then, stay inside, stay safe, wash your fucking hands. And also, while you're at it, defund the police, folks. Get in contact with your local... Uh, <laughs> defund the police. My election is actually happening on Tuesday. So. Vote. Also, register to vote.